Hello, welcome to another episode of Fujoshi Trash Talk, where trash fangirls come together to talk about Fujoshi stuff. I'm your host, Stacy, and I'm joined by the usual suspects. I have Tara next to me. Hello. And I've got Jen across the ocean from me in Japan. Hello. Today we're going to talk about some of the tropes of the BL genre. Just like any other genre, it has its own special things that it does, some of which we like, some of which we don't like. So we're just going to give an introduction of some of the things may you may see when reading or watching BL and give some of our thoughts and opinions about those. So we'll start out with something that's great for an audio-based podcast, as it's a visual thing. You may have heard the phrase yaoi hands, which refers to some of the weird and wacky anatomy that you will see in BL. Nobody really knows why this happens, but you will often see, especially the hands of characters will be so large that it could cover their entire face and still have room for to spare. I'll put some of these examples on the page for this, so you may have some kind of visual reference for what types of ridiculous anatomy that we're talking about. But yet there's large hands, super long skinny limbs that seem to go on forever. Some of them have like giant bodies with tiny heads. It's just can sometimes look a bit ridiculous. <laughs> can you think of Jen or Tara any times that you've noticed any of these examples? Or have you just seen like people posting about them on the internet with like funny compilations? People never really post funny compilations, but you can definitely tell a BL manga just from the look of it. Like they have a very distinct art style that's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's BL. Yeah, I guess some of the things that are common in BL are also common in shoujo, mm -hmm. which will come up a lot in this podcast because a lot of the tropes of BL are just borrowed tropes from shoujo. Like you have like the clamps art style, for example, where they're like super skinny and tall a lot of the times and like... <laughs> Until they take their clothes off and then... <laughs> yeah. And then they're ripped. There's muscles underneath. <laughs> and they're broad shouldered. They, yeah. Like, the uniform is a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows how it works, but somehow it does. <laughs> That's because clearly all gay men work out, so they all have amazing muscles underneath their shirts. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but are men in BL really gay? We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> also, not even, like, all the whole trope of all gay men working out, cause, but the whole trope of, like, that shirt is like an 18-inch neck, and they take off, and they have, like, a 24 five-inch neck. You're like, <laughs> physically. <I think. laughs> There's not consistency here. There's something missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's kind of weird, like, when you're watching an anime, you can kind of understand there's, like, in-between frames where things just look weird. But, like, in a manga, it's like, that's the main thing you're looking at. How could you not notice that? This looks really strange. <laughs> or is it they just don't care that it looks weird, and it's like, oh, that's just part of the art style. Oh, well. <laughs> or is that just their fantasy? Yeah, their fantasy is <laughs> super tall, skinny guys who are secretly ripped underneath all of it, I guess. Is that what women want? I, apparently. Yeah, you said that um, BL manga takes a lot of visual tropes from shoujo manga, but there's one thing that's missing is the girls. And you don't really have, like, even, even the guys don't tend to have those, like, massive takes up half of their face eyes, unless oh, it's yeah. Sekaiichi Hatsukoi or... Oh, yeah. Uh, what's your Jinjo Romantica? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Where the yeah, basically, yeah, same thing. Where the uh, the Uke has the big shoujo eyes, but yeah, apart from that, they all tend to have very 
slim and serious and they're so dark and mysterious eyes. Yeah, I guess the eyes are one thing, though. It's a little bit different. <laughs> but even some some of those uh, peppy uke can have large eyes, too, but usually not, not as crazy big as their shoujo equivalents. So I guess from there, since we were talking already about kind of the semi-uke thing, we can go into some of the gender roles that you see in BL mm. commonly. It's like, despite the fact that it's two men, there's often a very distinct, this one is the guy and this one is the girl, even though, you know, it's supposed to be about two guys, but their looks, their personalities and all that, they still seem to s- substitute like a very strong masculine feminine dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it is, uh, I want to say it's changing, but there is still, like you said, those those tropes that still seep into the characters. Like, what did you eat yesterday? Kino, nani o tabeta. Um, there's the manga and there's also a live action on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it on Netflix in America as well? I don't know. I haven't ch- It might not be. Uh, if, if it is, watch it because it's really good. But um, the relationship is you have the lawyer who's like closeted. He doesn't want anyone to know he's gay. And then his boyfriend is uh, a hairdresser and he does... He's very, uh, he's not flamboyant in a camp way, but he acts more feminine. And so mm-hmm. he kind of falls into that, this is the female role. But the the lawyer is the one that does the cooking. So he does, he takes over the quote unquote, you know, women's role mm-hmm. of cooking for the two of them. So it's like, yeah, it's still their characters have that stereotypical male female role. Yeah, I think having the semi be the cook is a fairly common subversion that they do because i've seen that in other things where yeah. it's like the, where the uke is like you know klutzy and useless so the semi is the one who does the uh, household stuff i guess gravitation's an example of that once you get to later stuff in the manga at least where like eri's the one who can cook shuichi can't do shit <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he doesn't need to do shit he just looks pretty <laughs> yeah it's like i'm here to look pretty <laughs> but you can sing yeah you can sing that's all you gotta do sing and look pretty wow he really is filling the the stereotypical female can't do anything role isn't yeah oh, exactly so sad. <laughs> and that does carry over because that's common in shoujo as well where it's like you have the girl who's like oh i'm klutzy and i can't cook <laughs> and even when you have shoujo where the girls are competent they're still not competent like the guy is always the one that saves the day he's always the one that like he's always the one that sol- resolves the issues well, mm-hmm. there are a couple that I can think of, but usually those shoujos are like the reverse harem. A lot of mm-hmm. times the female characters are really strong, but only because they have to impress every of the guy. Like, they can't just impress one. So, like, they have to be good at everything, so they impress everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, Hana Yuridango, you know, she was top of her oh, class yeah. and she was... yeah. Yeah, are there are there competent ukes? Uh, <laughs> There's one series I read that he was. Okay, was- I'm trying to think of a competent uke. But then, like Tara said, that the competent female characters are in harems. So, do you have other harem bls? I'm hmm. trying to think of a harem bl that takes that multiple guys. Yeah. Or falling for the same character trope. I know. I've seen something like that. Could I remember that? I can't recall. I mean, I can't claim to have read or seen everything, of course, but like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a, a BL harem type of thing. 
No, but I think that like, would be a great one. Yeah, this is a great money-making idea if nobody's done it. <laughs> yeah, do it. I mean, you see a lot of, obviously, doujin of, yeah. of multiple guys, you know, yeah. doing stuff together. But See, like, yeah, like Utapri, you've got tons of doujinshi with the guys all together, even though you're supposed to be identifying with the girl, choosing the guys for herself. And once <laughs> again, she's confident. She writes amazing songs yeah. that everybody wants. Mm-hmm. She's confident, but she's at the same time kind of stupid. Well, <laughs> kind of ditzy. Well, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And she still sometimes uh, you know needs what? the guys to save the day, but... <laughs> the one that comes to mind, but it's not an actual BL, it's more of a tease, mm-hmm. is like, today will be the Demon King. Oh, Kyokamo, Yeah. I guess there are examples where it's like a more like a teaser series where you know they're not actually going to ever get together, but they'll make you think they are. Those are usually where I see that kind of like harem with one boy is it's a tease. Yeah, you're right. That is kind of wait. I can't even describe it as a reverse harem, BL harem, but it's not BL because nothing happens. Yeah, (laughs) a BL teaser harem. that's not the only series I know that we've had a couple of them that are like teasers and usually like the main guy like has a couple people who guys who are attracted to him but Mm -hmm. nothing ever happens yeah Mm -hmm. but then nothing ever happens in reverse harems either yeah well you may get at the very very end they may choose you know one member of the harem (laughs) but (laughs) maybe but maybe not because oh we might do a season two and then she has to have this whole issue again yay yay let's prolong the drama let them just all be happy Everybody just be happy together in one giant orgy. Polyamorous relationship. That's why doujinshi is a thing. There's a difference between orgy and a polyamorous relationship. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you could do both, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) They could be poly or they could have an orgy. They could keep it separate or do it all together. Whatever their choice is. As long as everyone is knowledgeable and consented. Yeah. Yes. But yes, to wrap up the, I guess, gender roles discussion that this started out as, it's like, it seems it may be improving where it's not so strict that it used to be, but there still seem to be a lot of examples, even in modern day BL, where it's very much, this is the guy, this is the girl guy, and we're not going to make it, I guess, more of a even dynamic Though one exception is where it's more like students with each other, is that they're a bit more even. There's not as much. Yeah, I was just thinking that the manga we discussed last time, Escape Journey, that the two characters don't tend to have a stereotypical female or male role. And like you said, they're students. And I think that was also true of uh, classmates that we did before as well, mm. where it's like they're more on equal ground with each other. So I guess, I don't know, maybe just a lot of BL is more like bigger age gaps, bigger social standing gaps. That's why you see so much of that regimented you know, roles being assigned. But, you know, there's a lot of power acknowledgement and Japan culture, like a lot of senpai. And senpai, kohai. Kohai, thing. Yeah. Because there are some BLs with students, but it's usually like a senpai and like a kohai, like a freshman and a senior, where you do mm. see some of that power. Mm. So they don't need to have the female male roles because they're senpai, kohai. Ah. Yeah. I mean, so that definitely defines a distinct semi-onuke role. Mm-hmm. Like you very rarely see a freshman being... Being the semi to a senior. <laughs> senior. Yeah. <laughs> I guess sometimes in workplace ones, you might get that, but not really in the school ones. <laughs> like you may have a, a junior in the organization uh, being the top to his senior. I've heard of, I've seen some examples of that, though I can't remember exactly. 
but I have heard that that's that's a, another common subversion, I guess. Mm. <laughs> but but yeah. usually they're side characters. They're not. Mm. Yeah. Because uh, Junjo Romantica, you had the student that went after the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was a reverse of it, like, because he was determined. But yeah. even then, he ended up... He was still the UK. <laughs> I guess he was a power UK? <laughs> he was the aggressor. Yeah. It is just interesting that the whole... I guess, gender roles and power dynamics in Japanese society, how it all just comes to play out in this genre, where it's just, you think you could escape from all that when it's just supposed to be two guys making out, but it's still, still all of that stuff is in there. (laughs) Well, you got to write what you know, and if that's how you view relationships, then it makes sense that that's going to come through with your writing. Yeah. Speaking of, I guess, the writers, we've talked about before a little bit that the the primary writers and audience of BL are mostly female. Kind of in a way like a fantasy genre for women to enjoy. Power, power fantasy? <laughs> yeah. not, the, not the type of fantasy where it's, you know, you're wizards and stuff, but... <laughs> I think it's a fantasy because it's a way of putting yourself out of the power structure because you're going to, most people, most women, most of the audience is not going to be male at any point in their life. So it's a way of being a fantasy that you can play out without having any, like you don't have to reflect yourself into the characters. So they can do things that you would never do in real life. Mm. So I think that's why you get some of them that are a little bit outrageous and you're like, mm. although you see that in shojo too, like, like, let's be honest, that's not consent. Yeah. That ball gag does not equate consent. <laughs> not condoning it, but again, we're approaching it from a Western perspective, whereas in Japan, it's like, it's it's still not okay, but it's assault is definitely more of a common thing, and you just kind of have to brush it off, which is really fucked up. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I can totally put this trope into my manga because it's there in society, and... It's fine to use it when really it's probably not a good thing. And speaking of that, there's actually a manga author I quit reading because she kept doing that in her manga. Like every one of her female characters ended up sexually assaulted. And in the uh, sideline, she talked about how she went to Hawaii for a friend's wedding. And I'm like, the fuck? The dichotomy of it. Yeah. It was just like, I can't. It For her, it was a plot point that you just put in at every freaking novel. Is that 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 sensual phrase one yeah, that you talk about? Yeah, it's a phrase. Because heard... I went to read on some of her other novels because she brings back old characters, but every yeah, one of her female characters ended rape. I quit it when the guy, she was kidnapped and protected. He raped her for three days. She left. He found her and she went back. And I was like, I'm done. No. Like, as she got on more and more, like, every one of her female characters kept getting more and more sex. And then she'd, like, talk on the sidelines about her normal life. And I'm like, <laughs> This is not a plot point. Yeah, you will, in BL as well, see a lot of cases of questionable consent. For example, Junjo Romantica (laughs) started out with an unwanted hand job, (laughs) but then everything's okay because then they later fell in love, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, even... Even Love Stage started off a bit questionable, where I forgot the characters' names now, but where the semi guy came over to the other guy's house and like started fooling around with him when he didn't really say that was okay yet. But, I, but that one was only funny because the guy who was the aggressor had no idea what the hell he was doing either. Yeah. It was like the, um, oh crap. I, I read one of the novels recently as well. He, I think in, in Love Stage, he's like, wait, there's no way you can be a guy because I have a crush on you. Yeah. 
take your pants off, show me. And then that, that is that is assault. He didn't mean to assault him, but he, he yeah. did also assault him. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's not... <laughs> It's like, I know they kind of tried to play that off for kind of comedy, but it's still problematic. It's for, that, That's actually, yeah, a good point. A lot of assault is played off as comedy, and that's in, in Western media as well. It's like, oh, isn't it funny this this guy got touched up? And it's like, no, no, that's not cool. It's just yeah. as traumatizing for guys as it is for girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even what we what we read last time, Escape Journey had a questionable scene as well, and they just kind of completely brushed it under the rug afterwards. Like, uh, uh why yeah. did you do that? Or there's another one where they use kind of as the as the trigger for the relationship kind of blackmail. Like, I remember reading one where this guy wanted another guy to make cakes for him, and so he said, "Crap, I can't remember which one it was." One, one way or the other, they were like, "Oh, um, I'll only make cakes for you if you sleep with me," mm. and then they fall in love. But it's still like that's still not <laughs> that's still not entirely appropriate. <laughs> yeah. well, I don't know if that's blackmail. That's just a questionable choice. It, it felt like blackmail. Like your your business will go under if you don't do this for me. Okay, that's one kind of (laughs) kind of attitude. Yeah, so this seems like it's still it's still an extremely common occurrence, unfortunately. Like even in modern day BL, because like some of the other tropes, you know, they might not see them as much, but this one it seems to be very prevalent and not likely to go away very soon. Oh, there's one that really made me angry. Is Ten Count? Have you read Ten Count? No. Uh, Ten Count about a guy who has obsessive compulsive disorder like it's actually um a pretty big deal for him and a part of that is oh what's the fear of germs germaphobe <laughs> yeah germ- germophobia and he goes to a psychiatrist and the psychiatrist in order to get help him get over his germophobia kisses him and touches him and then sleeps with him as one does as one does and it's like that doesn't actually help people who have a real mental disorder of germophobia and obsessive compulsive disorder that actually makes it a hundred times worse. I know people who have conditions and have been taken advantage of by their partners and it's made their conditions a thousand times worse. Mm. So again, that's like, that's not cool, guys. You can't use assault to trigger a relationship when said assault will, in real life, make. It's, It's not good. It really fucks people up. Yeah, don't take advice from BL uh, manga on how to start a relationship. Start or continue a relationship because it's probably bad advice. But it's also just such a tired trope. Can't people think of another way to get two guys to, you know, get into a relationship rather than just, oh, whoops, I fell over and now my penis is inside you. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. (laughs) I mean, you can chase and you can make the chase comedic without going into assault. Yeah. You can borderline creepy stalking. Mm-hmm. Can you? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Tara says stalking's okay, but well, not assault. <laughs> I won't say stalking, but acting several times, depending on circumstances. Uh, <laughs> because even then... Not, giving, not taking no for an answer. <sighs> well, you don't know what Tara's into. <laughs> Tara's giving up now. <laughs> I do wonder some that don't fall into that trope then. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, there definitely are examples where it doesn't start like that but there seemed to be a disproportionate amount where it starts out with some definitely questionable consent Mm -hmm. between the characters Mm -hmm. and unfortunately i don't know if japan is really changing its views fast enough with both bl and shoujo for that to stop happening i think it's slowly changing in the last 
five years maybe very very slowly so let's let's move away from the very questionable yeah the questionable consent let's leave that behind let's go to that even though bl is as i mentioned before written and read by females a lot of the female characters in it are often kind of oddly portrayed i don't know about oddly but they may either be completely invisible or be portrayed as like obstacles or even villains in the story which to me it seems a little bit strange that when your audience and author are both female why are you villainizing the characters like that i have a theory about this oh do tell okay so you know you know when you're in japan and you see another gaijin another foreigner what's your immediate reaction go away gaijin (laughs) read filthy gaijin (laughs) yeah this is my territory. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel female characters in manga are like. So this is my fantasy. What are you um, doing in here? Get out. <laughs> I think that's a good... And I agree. That's a pretty good explanation, I think. <laughs> I agree with Chen, but also some of that with um, like them portraying is a lot of times they're portrayed as having a crush on one of the main characters. So they are mm. a side because they are an obstacle. Yeah. Because how, how dare, dare they love a gay guy? Mm-hmm. Drama. Yeah, I think you have a good point there that mm-hmm. that the girls reading it don't want a stand-in female character. They just don't want that female to be there at all. So <laughs> get her out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So female characters are used as triggers for what? Well, that's that's not a perfect writer, but it's, uh, tools for is that for being in competition. <laughs> I don't know. Women are just tools. Women are tools. You heard it. <laughs> They use they use this tools in mung in BL manga yeah. as Tara said as competition as drama yeah competition drama sometimes vague side characters that may sometimes be encouraging even but not really doing very much <laughs> like there's sometimes where they have the role of oh I was in love with this guy but now I see he's in love with that guy so I'll just silently watch from afar and be sad that I can't have him uh, she should just buy the manga then she can. <laughs> She should just make her own doujinshi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what we do with our husbands, right? We just make doujinshi of the two of them together. Oh yeah. That Probably. was not a visual I needed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we know Josh is Simi. Oh, yeah. And Wesley is Uke. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, we've made charts before of all the, all the friends in the group of... <laughs> Semi to which Uke and are there even some reversible pairs in there? Is there anyone that Josh would be Uke for? I don't think so. (laughs) Whoa! Not even not even Space Kitten, who is a literal bear. I think it's still based more on uh, aggressive personality, (laughs) even if there's a size the size difference. Oh yeah, that's another thing that I didn't mention about. Like even fan art will sometimes. Like if say if you're sh- you know it's shipping from a series that isn't BL, they'll often like change the heights of the characters to make it fit that dynamic. Mm. Like a character who's like like two or canonically like the same height, they'll the fanars will like draw the other one like super tall and then draw the uke sparkly and cute, even though that doesn't match their actual art styles at all. Are you just talking about the the Dragon Ball fandom? I'm a veteran Fujoshi. I've been seeing yeah. this <laughs> for twenty plus years. Of the fan artists just taking the character designs and fucking with them as they please to fit the uh, dynamic that they want to have. Uh, she has a very impressive collection <laughs> of doujinshi to prove it. Yes, I do have my doujinshi shelves behind me over here. <laughs> so, 
Another trope kind of has to do with some of the story elements that you'll see in BL, which are also shared, again, once again, by shoujo, where you have the cycle of the drama, the angst, and the fluff going on in a never-ending <laughs> pattern, sometimes throughout the same series multiple times, where it's like, you have... Oftentimes manufactured drama just to make things more interesting, I guess, <laughs> with misunderstandings between characters and then angsty, angsty episodes as they think, oh, maybe he doesn't really like me after all and we should break up. It's like, just have a conversation. <laughs> ah! But then at the end, they come up together in cute fluffiness and possibly sex. <laughs> but they still don't talk about their issues. They just do it and then things are resolved and you're like ah have a conversation like a real adult <laughs> who does that not that this not that this trope angers me or anything but but yeah it's like that's another carryover i guess from a result of this being written by women for women so it's also all over the shoujo manga and anime where you have these same types of things just instead of a guy and a girl and now it's two guys so <laughs> well and there's yeah. another part of that too that actually i think is a little more prevalent in bl than shoujo is the family disapproving a lot of times mm. one family or sometimes both are so like junjo romantica the father disapproved disapproved until mm -hmm. You know, he proved that he was willing to stand up to him, yeah. which I actually kind of agreed with that. But that's used a lot in BL too, both. That's used in shoujo too, but a little bit more in BL just because of mm. that gay factor. Yeah. You'll have the traditional family. They can't find out. Interestingly enough, again, going back to what did you eat yesterday, the mum of the lawyer, like his parents know that he's gay and they kind of accept it. But the mum at one point says, you know, I still love you even though you're gay. Mm. And it's the, it, I think that's a little bit of the real experience of LGBT people in Japan coming in where it's like, even though, yeah, that, that even though is like, oof, ouch, wow. Like, even if you committed a crime, I still love you. And it's like, wow, you think being gay is a crime. Gee, thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof. Which is really interesting because that's such a Western influence when you consider some of the historical Japanese. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Japan still has its own... Mm -hmm. It's like a different prohibition of LGBT, just a different way than the Western, where instead of mm -hmm. being like, this is morally wrong, it's more like, you know, your place in society depends on you mm. getting married, reproducing. So mm. that's, I think that's one of the reasons why it's harder to change with Japan and other East Asian countries is that the patriarch is so strong that it becomes, you know, very hard for people to break away from it because they have so many people saying that they're disappointed in them for not playing the role that they're supposed to play. That is an excellent point because I know a lot of Japanese women who are in very unhappy marriages. A friend of mine just got married. Um, she said she's happy, but she, she got married last year through an introduction by their parents who were like, oh, both of our kids are in their 30s, they need to be married, let's marry the two of them. Yep. <laughs> because it's a societal pressure. And so that's an excellent point that with actual LGBT people, it's it's really hard for them to be together because of that extra, why are you not the norm? Yeah, you're supposed to fit in. You know, there's that, the Japanese phrase, right? The nail that sticks out will be hammered down. <laughs> well, it's still happening. And that kind of takes us into one of the BL tropes, the 
I'm not gay, I just like this one guy. Which, when I first encountered this when I was younger, it thought it was actually a progressive thing that's like, oh, they don't, the gender doesn't matter. They're just falling in love with the person, which is like, yeah, which even seems like just more validating of that. It doesn't matter if they're a man or a woman, you just love them as the person that they are. And so then as I got older, I kind of realized it's more like they're just kind of brushing the issue under the rug, like they don't want to talk about it. And that's why they just kind of had, oh, you know, these guys aren't really gay. They're just, this is just a story of two guys who happen to like each other. But, you know, probably sometime in the future, they're going to settle down with women as they're supposed to. Yeah, that's a good point. Probably in recent years is getting better. As opposed to BL, there are other genres, like one that's called gay komi or gay comics, which is... Instead of being for women by women, it's by and for gay men, where it has more realistic, you know, struggles that everyday people would face as being gay. And while most, for the most part, I guess, BL, because it's seen as like a, a female's fantasy version of LGBT people, it didn't really concern itself very much about what the real issues are. And so... Historically, it hasn't dealt with that much, but I feel like recent years that BL is taking on LGBT issues actually more, like more Mm. characters talking about it and not just that brushing away of, oh, I just like this one guy, but you know, it's... It doesn't it doesn't mean I'm gay or anything just because we have sex every night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that comic online, oh I love you, but hashtag no homo. Oh, let's get married, but hashtag no homo. Oh, I'm so glad I grew old with you, but hashtag no homo. <laughs> yes, BL has long been a it was saying hashtag no homo before it was cool or a, yeah. <laughs> a term for it or a term for hashtags. But you do make an excellent point that that definitely more modern manga is dealing with real issues like my brother's husband mm-hmm. is really good for that but so yeah instead of making mm-hmm. being gay something you have to love in spite of you make it you are gay you like men or you like men and women you're pansexual mm-hmm. and there is i guess another thing is like bl being more of a fantasy genre made for you know just women who just want to see that. <laughs> horny ladies? Yeah, for horny women who just want to see guys make out. <laughs> but I have heard that there are also some some LGBT people who like BL because it doesn't deal with those hardships. Like sometimes you just want a fun, happy story that isn't about the problems that are faced by people by being LGBT. So there is there are some, I guess, crossover fans, even though the genre is more like a women's fantasy genre, but there are some people who also appreciate it just for, hey, this is just fun. I can watch two guys make out. Don't have to worry about one of them getting kicked out of the house or beaten up or something because they're gay. It's like, it's just for fun. Do do have to worry about them getting assaulted, but apart from that. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> but if it follows true to form, 90% of the time they'll fall in love with that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually a good point, again, because you have uh, women who love hentai and who love over half of the readers of shonen manga are women. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, it's not really a surprise that you get LGBT people interested in smutty boys love. Yeah, even if it's not. It's not real. Yeah, it's not real, even if it's not realistic. Realistic. Yeah, you know, just for fun. <laughs> it's fun fantasy for everyone. I mean, <laughs> not everyone. one of the pops into my head that we had fun with and I could see is like BL school. 
Beale High School. Oh, Gaku in Heaven. Gaku in Heaven. <laughs> oh, Gaku in Heaven. Oh, wow. That takes I mean, me back. <laughs> yeah. That one was just plain fun and lighthearted. Yeah. <gasps> that was a harem. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Gaku in Heaven was a harem. <laughs> Yay. Actually, it was a, I think it was a harem game. Didn't it start out it as a was, game? It was, yeah. Yeah, and then mm. it turned into the anime with the opening scenes that Stacey and I laughed at hysterically. Yes, because <laughs> yes, they would definitely do, like, at the beginning of each episode would have those scenes where it's like, it makes it sound like something's dirty happening, but it's actually something really tame, but they're just making it sound like it through the dialogue. Ah. <laughs> it's like, no, don't touch it. It's dirty. Your hands are dirty. <laughs> no, it's clean. Don't touch it. Don't put your mouth there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out they're like drinking tea or something and you're talking it's a about brand new tea set. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get the tea set dirty is what the actual conversation was about. But. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there was one where they're talking about, no, you'll get wet if you don't hold it there. Look at wet. And oh. they're holding there's a hole in the roof and they're trying to tape something up to the ceiling. <laughs> Yeah, if you want some, yeah, some, fluff, <laughs> some light, fluffy BL that doesn't deal with any issues, go back to Gaku in Heaven. There, there's still a salt in Gaku in Heaven, but yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I haven't watched it recently, I have to remember, but... I, I, I'm more remembering the manga. Oh, okay. oh yeah, no, the in the anime series, they didn't... It was the OAV, so they didn't have a chance really to deal with that. It was just more introducing the characters. Okay, well, the, the manga's pretty smutty, so... Uh... <laughs> There was a lot implied. Watch watch the anime if you want cute fun then. (laughs) Speaking of smutty. (laughs) Now we can talk about some of the stuff you see in BL sex scenes. Yep. Yeah, one of the fun things they have is the magical lubrication. Yeah, how do they... Okay, so when I was younger, I would read fan fiction. And there's definitely a case where fan fiction is created based on the knowledge given to you by other people who write fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> including gay sex scenes with the magical lube and endless fluids and being able to, you know, put it in there without any preparation or without cleaning or without protection. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until I was older that I learned, oh, that's how you properly do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but not even just fan fiction. There's a lot of BL manga where it's like, they don't really bother with anything realistic. But again, it's a <laughs> fantasy. And I honestly think some of these women who actually are writing this are not actually doing research for the physical no. part. Mm-hmm. It's not part of the fantasy. Because if you look at some of the more adult shoujo. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some parts where you're like, I don't think that's physically possible. <laughs> no, so, no, so even being not. written by women who should know what's, what happens with their own body, they're still not being realistic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, they, of course, they have zero chance of getting it right with the men. <laughs> it's like people who learn sex education from watching porn. It's it's actually not how to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. It's not how you should, you know, that doesn't go there. That, that part doesn't bend that way. Um... Yeah, no, that's not without a lot of practice. <laughs> but if that's if that's the only thing you've seen, that's the only thing you're going to take away from it. Yeah, who cares if you can't physically actually get into that position, or that it's like super uncomfortable and you wouldn't want to be in that position for more than one second? Hey, it looks hot, so it's fine, right? The characters in my manga says it feels great, so it, yeah. it obviously is a good idea to try this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's why you have things like magical lube. The anus is always ready, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It reminds me of that one scene in Love Stage where 
I still can't remember his his name, the younger character, um, he wants to, you know, take his relationship with his now boyfriend to the next level. Yeah. And so he buys all of this BL manga from, from Amazon. Mm-hmm. And he goes to his family's assistant and or manager and he's like, help, I don't know what to do. In this one, it says it feels good. In this one, it says it, fe- it hurts. Which one is it? And he's like, oh, crap, how do I have this talk with this kid? <laughs> but at least he sits down. They kind of yeah. acknowledge and he has to sit down and go. Because you see him at the end. You don't see that conversation, at least not in the anime. Oh, you see it in the manga. That's a shame. I thought they did have it. Did they, but they didn't go like explicit. Like, Because oh, you yeah. saw him kind of shell-shocked afterwards where he was like, yeah. Oh. I think the anime was just slightly toned down, so maybe maybe not as much detail, but yeah. yeah. That was that was a good one where it's actually they actually have a character thinking about this beforehand. Yeah, and having a conversation with it. And there's yeah. somebody who actually done it. Like and yeah. then could you see him like the rea- the reality hitting him of like things you have to do. It was like Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. You but- mean it's not just like that? Hmm. I think that's a good example of someone doing that research <laughs> and having a realistic communicative conversation with their partner well later on they had a they had a conversation about it and also one another thing that you may see is the endless fluids in sex scenes <laughs> there's so much everywhere like yeah how- you you get that in every kind of porn i feel like western yeah. japanese real life written it's like i swear somebody's standing off screen with a water gun just going <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I've seen some, I don't know, some doujinshi where it's like, you know, they, they do, they do it several times in a row and every time it's like a gallon comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, how do you have anything left in your body still? <laughs> how do they even do it several times in a row without taking pills beforehand? <laughs> I don't think that's physically possible. Maybe they did it off camera or off panel. <laughs> there was pills. No, Yuki, Yuki's joining the podcast. <laughs> As a white fluffy cat, she has opinions on white <laughs> stuff flying everywhere, I guess. I mean, not even Siemens, like, there's also, like, you'll often get the Uke is crying a lot of tears and he's drooling and all that. Like, ugh, it's just, they just make it, like, super, super duper messy. It's like, I personally don't see the appeal, <laughs> but I guess to each their own. Again, I wonder if it's because every other BL does it, so they have to do it too otherwise it seems kind of weird because that's what the audience is expecting yeah it's like where's all the gallons of semen i don't don't get it (laughs) (laughs) they clearly don't love each other enough yeah (laughs) they're clearly not doing it right (laughs) come on and another thing you'll see in porn seeds is of course the censorship you mean another thing you won't see yeah i guess (laughs) invisidix um invisidix oh my god that's amazing Yeah, because of Japanese censorship laws, BL, just like any other Japanese porn, will have the private parts censored to varying degrees. There's a few different types that you'll see. One is the mosaic, where it's just everything's kind of blurry. Popular in BL is the vague cylindrical shape, like a a light tube. That is ill-defined, but you know what it represents. (laughs) Well, there just won't be anything there. It'll just be like a a smudge of light. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's kind of the 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 invisidix. It's like you don't even see them putting their hands or mouth on something. Like you just see like the shape of the hand, but there's nothing in it or something like that. And then also the little black bars covering various parts, usually not 
the whole member, but a little bit of it. So you still kind of mostly see what's happening. But yeah, what what are your personal preferences for types of censorship? Jen, you can start. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I guess the, the little black bar you see most in, in the really extreme stuff mostly doujinshi that people put out on like comic events Mm -hmm. but actually yeah i guess most mainstream manga for bl will have invisidics or just the outline (laughs) like i love that word i'm using that (laughs) word for now that's my new favorite because of that word just uh, just for vocabulary reasons alone you like invisidics (laughs) yes (laughs) i like it linguistically tara what do you like to see in your porn To be honest, most of the time, I prefer it when it looks more intimate, less, like, the mm. weird side views oh. always kind of creep oh, like me out. like the x-ray views? Oh, the x-ray? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> but that always kind of creeps me out. Like, that's just, I understand where things go, but it's just a weird visual to me. <laughs> Shall I pull out my gravitation doujinshi back here for, <laughs> so all the listeners can see? Gravitation <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> like, the, I mean, you know, in a good way, but... <laughs> So graphic. The gravitation doujinshi has all of the tropes we discussed. Yes. It has the very effeminate uh, uke. It has practically invisible female characters. It has lots of annoying angst and drama where the characters don't talk to each other. One of them's just, he's not gay, he's just into that one character. They have lots of magical lube, censorship. Very graphic. One of the characters was assaulted as a child. It's all... Well, but one was assaulted as a child, one was assaulted as an adult. Exactly. It has every single trope. Just doesn't yep. happen. So yes, gravitation is everything you're looking for, in a good way and a bad way. <laughs> in a terrible... It has every single terrible trope. And yet, I still love it for some reason. <laughs> because you are Fujoshi Trash. Yes, because I'm Fujoshi Trash. <laughs> because I'm Fujoshi Trash, my favorite type of censorship is the little black bars, because you can still see most of it. <laughs> ha! I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have to say I agree with her. The weird, like, light thing, or like, calling nothing, you're like what's happening there and then they have like the little symbols to act like he's moving and yeah like action lines weight. or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just replace it with a shake weight and you get the same idea so i guess just to wrap it all up we seem to complain a lot about bl but overall do we enjoy this genre still despite all of our complaints or do we just wish they would do less of the stuff we don't like and stop some of the unfortunate tropes that we've talked about today I do wish there would be less assault and more meaningful connections and drama can be created in different ways without having to, yeah, assault a character. But I do feel like that is is slowly changing. Mm -hmm. To be fair, a lot of the ones we talk about are older, as we are older. Shh, don't give it away! So, (laughs) yes, what was considered okay 20 years ago, which was never okay. I think the assault part that just needs to go. Because it makes it harder for both men and women in real life, both in shoujo and in anime. Mm -hmm. If only thing you've ever seen is those, then you've got a very warped... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's teaching you that, oh, well, that can can start off a healthy, normal relationship, then, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've known Japanese women who have said, why don't you fight with your husband? It's normal to fight with him. It's like, that's not, eh, okay, you do you. It's normal to have disagreements. It's not normal to fight. No. differences. Yeah, I think I'm kind of on board with that. It's like, you know, less assault, more realism. 
Like, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily go into, like, LGBT struggles all the time. Like, you know, no. not, like, really hardcore troubles, but maybe just a little bit of acknowledgement, at least. You can have Kyo Karamao, I'm in another world surrounded by all these sexy men, mm-hmm. and have consenting relationships with them all. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gay. Everybody happy. Yay. Gay does mean happy. Thank you for listening to us today. You can find other episodes of our podcast on anniebroscreative.com. You'll also find other podcasts there as well, like the OG Annie Bros. You'll find Real Japan, where I often join my husband and our friend Jason to talk about live action adaptations of anime and manga, usually to not great results, but... <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys should watch some actually good adaptations of anime and manga for once. It's hard to find those, though. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll also find Jen and her husband Wes doing Otafu Susume, where they recommend stuff to each other and discuss it. <laughs> Woo! You can also find us on Twitter at Bros Creative, and we thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll listen to us again next time. Thanks!